Christmas. Come on, make some noise if you're ready to get rolling this morning. Man, it is Christmas time. Hey, you made it. It's raining, it's cold, it's Christmas, but you made it today, all right? You made it. We had an 8 o'clock and a 9.30 service that made it and just filled the room uh, with so much, and, and, and we're just glad you made it to the 11 o'clock today. Continue praying after you leave today, please, as we still have a 5 o'clock experience that's going to happen right here in this room, and so we're really excited about that and what God's doing. Hey, how many of you guys still have some Christmas shopping to do? Anybody in the room? Yep, all right. I'm not alone. Thank you. You make me feel better about myself. I appreciate you. There's somebody from Target here today, and I just need you to be careful when you go in there because he will track you down, all right? I'm just saying. No, I'm just kidding. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. I just want to say, uh, I just want to talk to you for just a few minutes about this thought today. As you take notes and you write this title down, you write this thought down, I want you to, I want you to write it down this way. Hope has a name. Hope has a name. And, and the truth is, is that throughout this year, the way this year has been, some of us are like, this year has been pretty good, we're good, right? And some of us are like, this has been the worst year of my life. I need to get 2020 over with. I never want to see the numbers 2020 in, in secession again. I never want to see them side by side again. And then some of us are like, uh, it is what it is, whatever, right? And, and, and here's what I know. I believe, I believe that no matter where you are, no matter where you are on the spectrum of that, because there's different realms of people, I believe no matter where you are on the spectrum of that stuff, we all need to understand, and we all need some hope in our lives. We all need our faith lifted a little bit. We all need our hope lifted a little bit, because maybe some things have happened that are good, maybe some things have happened that are bad, but we just need a little bit of hope and faith in our lives, and we need some encouragement to take place, because it feels like 2020 has taken all that, but I'm just here to tell you, hope has a name, and I'm going to go ahead and spoil the whole message for you. His name is Jesus, and we get to celebrate him today. Hope has a name. Hope is not coming hope has already come hope is and was and always will be Jesus and you are sitting here today because of the hope that he has placed in your life you are not alone you will not be alone you do not have to face this stuff alone hope has a name his name is Jesus and he's with you I just want you to know that right off the bat how can I say that so confidently I can confidently look at each and every person in here if I could just individually across the table eye to eye and I just would look at you and say this you have hope I can tell you that without ever even knowing what's been in your life. I can tell you that without ever even knowing what you've been through this year. I can tell you that without knowing how bad it's been or how good it's been. I can look at you and say, you have hope. Here's how I know that. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. We hear it all the time around this time uh, of the year. But the, the scripture says this, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. Can I, can I just stop right there for a minute? And I just want to hit the hot button topic because it's been a tumultuous year. It's been difficult and turmoil and frustration and pain and opinions and all these. I just want you to know that there's nothing that's taken place in 2020 that has caught God off guard because everything sits on his shoulders anyway. Nothing, nobody else's. He's in control. He's got it under control and he loves you and he's got you in his hands and everything's going to be Okay, I think we need to make some noise for God in the house today and understand it's not, it may have caught us off guard. We may not have known that we were going to have to stockpile toilet paper because we never knew when the toy stores were going to have it. But God was not caught off guard by 2020. 
Hey, hear this. God wasn't even caught off guard by who was elected president or who wasn't. Some of y'all are like, he's talking about politics. He wasn't caught off guard. God's not caught off guard by anything that has happened in our lives because he is God and God alone. Watch this. It says that the government will rest on his shoulders. The world will rest on his shoulders. Watch this. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and Prince of peace. You have hope. I have hope. There's nothing in those four names right there that we will call Jesus when he was born that look at me and go, there is no hope. No, every one of those names means there is hope. He is our, our watch this, wonderful counselor. I don't know about you. I need a good, wise counselor sometimes. Anybody else get all up in their feels every now and then and just kind of like just act out of emotion? You know what I'm saying? Like, we all do. And if you say you don't, then I need to spend some time with you, praise God. We all need a wonderful counselor, somebody that will love us and give us wisdom and truth and love, right? A wonderful counselor, a mighty God. That means he's strong enough to carry anything that you think you have to carry. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. He is our mighty God. He is our eternal Father. That means there is nothing that can separate you from Him forever. Sin is the only thing, and that is a choice that we make. He is always with you. He loves you. He never wants to leave you and never wants to forsake you, and He won't. He will walk on this earth with you every day of the week. He is our eternal Father. He never stops. Hear me. Some of you need to hear this. He never stops being your Father. Just because you messed up last year doesn't mean that he's not your father anymore. I'm grateful my father who sits in this auditorium each and every week. I'm grateful my father never stopped being my father whenever I wasn't worth being, when I wasn't even being a good son. He's never stopped being your father and he never will. Watch this, and then he's our prince of peace. That means I can be okay no matter if, it's okay to think that I'm not okay because I'm actually okay. I know y'all are like, what? It's okay to think that I'm not okay when things aren't okay, I'm still okay. He's my prince of peace. I can be calm. Listen, peace is not the absence of problems. Peace is standing strong in the presence of them. Peace is the ability to know that it's still going to be all right. It's still going to be okay. Here's, it, it, watch this. It, and there's three things in 1 Corinthians 13, 13. I'm going to hit these real quick. That thir- 1 Corinthians tells me lasts forever. Three things. That's it. Just three things last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And all three of those things are found in Jesus. Faith, hope, and love. Hope is the ability to look forward to the future with confidence. Come on, confidence, or let me say it this way, the ability to look forward to the future with confident expectation. You know what I've noticed? Sometimes we can look um, to the future uh, based on our past. But what if we look to the future with confident expectation because I know who my God is. I know who my Savior is. I have hope, and because I have hope, I can look to the future with confidence. I can hope removes my question marks and replaces them with his exclamation points. Hope removes my question marks and, exp- and replaces them with his exclamation points. I don't have to go, my God loves me? My God cares for me? You ever say things in a statement but you make them sound like a question because you're not sure? My God loves me? My God's there for me? God, God is always with me? 
No, we can stand up and say, my God is always with me. My God is always for me. He loves me. I am his son. I am his daughter. He is my father. I will give him everything because he gave me everything. I can replace a question with an exclamation point because I know that I am the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. I am okay because I am in the arms of my eternal father, my wonderful counselor, my prince of peace, and my mighty God. I will be all right simply because I don't have to question who he is because who he is is already who he is. Yes. Come on, somebody. I can be confident in that. Here's, here's four ways that we can have hope this Christmas. Four ways to have hope this Christmas. And let's look in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23 real quick. It says this. It says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name, watch this, Emmanuel, which is translated to mean God with us. The first way we can have hope is we can hold on to God. We can hold on to God. We can hold on to God. We can have hope as we hold on to God. How can we hold on to God? Because his name is Emmanuel, God with us, not God above us, not God below us, not God hoping to be with us, not God wanting to be with us, God with us. When he came to earth, he came as a baby because he wanted to be with us. That gives us the idea of a vertical and a horizontal relationship. The vertical relationship is with God. The horizontal is he came to be with us. I can hold on to him because he's with me. It says that he will never leave me and never forsake me, that he will walk with me through the good times and the bad. When it's frustrating, he's with me. When it's freeing, he's with me. When it's hard, he's with me. When it's good, he's with me. Whenever I'm getting the promotion, he's with me. And when I'm getting the de demotion, he's with me. Whenever I'm, I'm, I'm walking in pain, he's with me. And when I'm walking in goodness, he's with me. No matter what, I can hold on to God because he is God with us. He has not left you. He has not left me. He has not left us. He is with us. But the question always seems to bear, and the question, the logical question is this, is why would God leave his heavenly home to come to earth? Why would God get off of his throne and come down to lowly old earth? I don't even want to get out of my recliner. God, why do you want to get out of the king. Why do you want to get out of heaven? Why do you want to leave your throne? He tells us right here in, in the book of, of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 17 and 18 says it like this. Therefore, he had to be made like, uh, like his brothers in all things so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Watch this, verse 18. For since he himself was tempted in that which he has suffered, he is able to come to the aid of those who are tempted. He came to earth. So that eternity was a reality. We can hold on to God because he is with us. He has been like us so that he understands. And he can make propitiation for the sins. He has been tempted but not given in. I need you to hear me today that there are a lot of people that think the temptation is your struggle. The struggle or the temptation is not the problem. The giving in to it is the issue that can separate us. Being struggling, hey, we're all on the struggle bus in 2020, okay? Just to let you know. We are all ST Ruglin up in here. 
There is nobody on the planet, there's nobody in the chairs and there's nobody online today that doesn't struggle with something. The problem is, as many of us, if we, uh, we hold on to our struggles more tightly than we hold on to our God. We hold on to our struggles and we go, well, I struggle with this, so I'm disqualified. I'm, I struggle with this, so I'll never be good enough. I need you to hear me. Emmanuel, God with us. He came to earth so that our struggles didn't define us, but he could redeem us in the midst of our struggles so that we could hold on to him and be loved by him and accomplish everything he has for us. Why? Because he loves you and he loves me and we can hold on to him because he is Emmanuel, God with us. Come on, yeah, make some noise, yeah. So, I love it, I love it. Some people are like, can I make noise? Yeah, we're, we're, we're a joyous church. Man, it's just, we can hold on to God because he's here to hold on to us. We can have faith by holding on to God. We can have faith by having an optimistic outlook, an optimistic outlook optimistic outlook you know I, I i see a lot of times that our sometimes our, our, our uh, what we resort to right off the bat is a pessimistic outlook right because it it's 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 determined by what we've been through in our life and so if we've been through a lot of difficulty and we've been through a lot of negativity then a lot of times that's how we filter everything in our life but i need you to know that when i have hope and when I have faith and when I know God is with us, when I know that God is here for me to redeem and propitiate me, uh, my sins, when I know that he is here to redeem me and love me no matter what, I can have an optimistic outlook that no matter what comes my way, it may be difficult, it may be harsh, it may be frustrating, it may be hard, whatever it may be, but I know I can have an optimistic outlook because my God is working something together for my good at all times, as Romans eight twenty eight says. I can be optimistic about what he's doing. Watch this. I think it's interesting that at this time of the year, there's a portion of the story that is often over, uh, overlooked and missed that uh, a lot of theologians believe that when Jesus, when the shepherds and the wise men, oh, I didn't know it. Okay, I didn't think so. When the shepherds and the wise men showed up, a lot of times we believe that Jesus was just born, and as soon as he was born, the shepherds and the wise men were right there at the cradle cheering Mary on. Like, that would be awkward. She's giving birth, and they're like, yeah, Mary, let's go, Woohoo! Just weird, right? But that's how we're taught. We're taught that, but the truth is, is that Jesus was probably about a year and a half old. It's what a lot of theologians believe, uh, probably a toddler before they ever even showed up with their gifts and their worship. And so he's in a stable, and let's just, can I just tell you the, 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 the story like raw? Can I, without the Hobby Lobby version of it? Can I tell you that? Like he's in a stable with poop all around him because that's where, that's where animals were. And he's in a manger, and when we hear manger, we're like, oh, it's got the cross, like farmhouse look. You know what I'm saying? Chip and Joanna Gaines. Like it's beautiful. It's got the hay pouring over the sides, and it is just, oh, man, I need one in my house. It wasn't a house decoration back then. It was a feeding trough for animals. It's where they put water and food for animals to eat and drink out of. So the dude is like, the, Jesus is in a manger, a feeding trough with backwash. You know why they probably had to put hay in there? to soak up all the backwash and the cud that the animals spit out. Like, I'm not kidding. I'm being serious. And then they pull rags out. Like, this, don't, this is why they don't sell that part at Halloween. I mean, it's just not like, 
And then they pull rags out and wrap him in rags. Here's the semblance of that. Like, it's crazy. That the, what a baby was wrapped in was symbolic of the family he was born out of and born into, right? And what he was going to grow up to be. So a king or somebody like that would have like a gold sash and these beautiful just like wrapped cloths. He was wrapped in, uh, wrapped in rags. What's the importance of all that? Why can we have an optimistic outlook? Because of the king of the universe was born in the most mundane area. The most miraculous thing that ever walked ever was born on earth, sat, was birthed in the mundane. I know that you may be looking and going, this year has given me this, this, and this, and it's mundane, and it's frustrating, and it's difficult, and it's hard, and it's, 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 it's this, and it's that, and I don't like it, and I need something better, and I need that, and we're always, le- hear me today, it may be the most mundane year of your life, it may be the most difficult year of your life, it may be the hardest year of your life, it may be whatever it may be, I don't know, the next year may be the same, but I'm telling you, through hope, and faith, and love, and Jesus, by holding on to God, I can have an optimistic outlook, because my my God was birthed in the mundane and if my miracle God can be birthed in the mundane then so something miraculous can be birthed in my life out of the mundane out of the difficult out of the frustrating out of the hard out of the 2020 that everybody wants to see away what if it was a birthing place for something great what if it was the one place that brought you to a place to where I can learn optimism not pessimism where I can learn to see things at a higher level so we can Hold on to God. We can have an optimistic outlook. Watch this. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 3 says this. I love this. It says, And everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as he is pure. Everyone that has hope, everyone that has hope in Jesus, everyone that is God, Emmanuel, God with us, everyone that has hope in the Savior of Jesus Christ, it says that they are purified through him. We can have purity in God's grace. As we hold on to God, as we learn optimistic outlooks in God, we can have purity in God's grace. Hear me today. It is not your morals. It is not... It is not what you do that saves you and makes you uh, a person worthy of heaven, will never be worthy of heaven. It is only by his grace and his goodness and his sacrifice and his birth is the reason that we can have the cross. We celebrate the birth because his death is what saved us. Are you with me today? We can be purified as we fix our eyes on him, fix our eyes on him as we fix ourselves in the hope of Jesus, not in the hope of what I think I can create, not in the hope of what I think somebody else can create. No, 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 no. I can be purified in God. I can be purified in Christ. Emmanuel, God with us. Because the truth is I can be purified because I don't know about you, but I do enough things that need to be purified. It's not just me going to church. It's not just me praying. It's not just me worshiping. It's not just me giving. It's not all those things. Because God loves me right where I am. But he loves me way too much to leave me there. And through his cross and through his love and through my fixing my eyes on him, he wants to purify me. And it's only through Jesus that purification even takes place. And then, when we learn to hold on to God, when we learn to have an optimistic outlook, When we are purified in him, then and only then can we endure until the end. 
Can we endure until the end? I, I, I want to go back real quick to uh, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 19, the first part of that. It's going to come on the screen, but I want to read it. It says this, This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, a hope both sure and steadfast. An anchor of the soul. Do you know, I know you know this is a, a weird question, but do you know what an anchor does? If you've ever been fishing or on a boat, you know what an anchor does. An anchor catches something on the bottom and holds you steady in one spot so that you can fish or you can enjoy that time or so you can work on something. Sometimes some of us have been more worried about what our next step is rather than letting our faith anchor us in the place. We're about to burn out and we're not even halfway to the finish line yet of our lives and to our, of our call. And we're about to burn out and we're done and we're frustrated all because we can't just endure until the end simply because we don't have an anchor. I'm here to tell you today, have that anchor. Let his faith anchor you in a moment where you go, okay, I'll sit right here. I'll sit in this place. I'll serve in this place. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll do what I need to do because I'm going to endure until the end. I'm going to get to the finish line. I'm going to make it. I'm going to get there. It may be hard. It may be difficult, but I will get there one day. I will endure until the end. I don't have to quit. You know what marathon runners are great at? Conserving energy. They know when to slow down. They even know when to stop. They know when to walk. They, need to know when to, they know when to conserve energy so that when it's time, they can express more energy and get to the finish line in the time that they need to. Some of us are so worried about what can we do next to make our next step best. And God's going, just hold on to me. Have hope and an optimistic outlook. Be purified in my grace. And I promise you, if you do those things, you will endure to the end. You will be anchored to my soul. You will be anchored to my love, steadfast and strong. And I will hold you. And I will be there. And some of you need to hear that today. Some of you feel like you're about to give up and things are about to finish and you're not ever going to make it anyway. And I just need you to know. You can endure until the end, but you can't do it without Jesus. You can't do it without God with us. You can't do it without Emmanuel. You can't do it without him. And when we learn to hold on to God, when we learn to have an optimistic future, when we learn to be purified in him, when we learn and to endure until the end, watch this, hope becomes real. I know you have hope today. As you sit in here today, as you sit at home today, I don't know who you are, what you've done. I don't know what's going on in your life. But I can tell you this, you got hope because I know this, Jesus is here. He was born. He was and he is and he always will be. Hope is with you. Hope is with your marriage. Hope is with your work. Hope is with you. Hope is with your addiction. Hope is with that family member. Hope is with the sadness you feel this holiday. Hope is here. Hope has a name. His name is Jesus and he has not left you. He has not forsaken you and he wants to embrace you right where you are but he wants to take you further than you've ever been I know that because I've watched in my life as hope has become real to me I've watched in my life as God has embraced me in my mess and taken me further than I ever could have gone by myself because that is our God who left heaven to come to earth to give us hope and so the best way that I know 
to end this, this Christmas is this way. Whether you're at home or whether you're here in the house, I think one of the best things we can do is just close our eyes for a minute and just self-reflect. And just, here's one of the most important questions you can ask yourself. Have I really given my life to Jesus? Have I really prayed that prayer and asked for Jesus' forgiveness? Because the Bible teaches me that if I believe with my heart and confess with my mouth that He is Lord, I shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from eternal separation with Him. I love, love, love the fact that He loves me so much and you so much that He wants to give us the hope of eternal life with Him. So have I, have I asked for that forgiveness and pledged my life to walk in that? And I'm gonna pray hope over everybody today, but I just wanna ask, is there anybody in the room, and obviously I can't see you online, but you're welcome to throw a hands up emoji in that chat, but is there anybody in the room that would say this? Pastor, I need to pray the prayer of forgiveness for Jesus. I wanna give him my life, I wanna start this thing over. Because I, I need you to hear me when I say this. Hope has a name and it's not on a pill bottle. It's not on an alcohol bottle. It's not on a designation from a doctor. Hope is not found in a relationship. Hope is not found online. Hope is not found in the things that you can see that you shouldn't be looking at. Hope is only found in Jesus who was in a manger and then ended it on a cross but rose again three days later to show us that he is the victory over it all. How many of you, anybody in the room in just a minute, if you're ready to say, I need to give Jesus my life, I need to pray for forgiveness, I need to pray that salvation prayer, today's the day. My gift to God is my life, and his gift to me is his. If you're in a room and you're ready to pray that, I'm not gonna ask you to come to the front, I'm not gonna embarrass you, I'm not gonna call you out. I just wanna see your hand. That's it, just see your hand so I can pray with you. Amen. Anybody else in the room? Come on, amen. Yeah, amen. We've already had some do it in the in the 930, and you're joining them online if you're ready for that. You can just throw an emoji up, or you can throw your hand up in your living room right now. I believe we're all a family in the family of God, and I would love for us all to say this prayer together in support of four or five hands I've seen in this room already today, and however many are online. Would you just repeat this after me? Dear Jesus, come on, let's say it loudly. Dear Jesus. I give you my life. I ask for your forgiveness. I'm ready for the hope of eternal life with you. Thank you for forgiving me and welcoming me into the family of God. Father, I love you and I thank you for who you are. God, I pray hope over each person today. I pray that God, our faith would be increased. Our hope would be increased. Our belief would be increased. And God, this Christmas is the Christmas where it all shifts, where, our, where we hold on to you, God, where we have the optimistic outlook, where we're purified through your love, God, where we can endure until the end, where it all shifts for us. God, we thank you. I thank you for each person that has joined us physically, and I thank you for each person that's joining us online. God, I just pray right now that everything changes. Thank you for the hands that were raised and lives that were saved right here today. God, we love you in your name. Amen. Let's make some noise for the people.